Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. Hello, everybody. We have a brand new episode today <laughs> with my very new bestest friend. We have <laughs> Pixie and Daddy, who I oh just Hi. met like 20 minutes ago, but apparently we're going to be friends forever <laughs> because they also go to Burning Man and do circus and many, many other things. So welcome to our house. Thank, Thank you. So Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. so... How did you end up here? Why are we now best friends? <laughs> How did we end up in Los Angeles? Yes, yep. in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, well, I was living overseas for a while, and then I just really wanted to. It's funny that you, the topic of you know threesomes is up because I really wanted to sort of um, explore that whole world a lot more. And at the time, it was really just sort of very LA, New York. Berlin based I'd say and like I didn't really want to live in New York and I certainly didn't have any connections with Berlin so I just ended up in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, and then that's met, where we met and then met Pixie <laughs> there um, and then at the beginning of this whole chapter it was like listen this is who this is what I want to do this is this is in the direction that I want to go and Pixie was like whoa like there's there's places and parties that you can do that and I was like yeah I think there are but I know about as much as you do. So <laughs> I then, think well we also kind of were like you guys um, especially me when when we met I was 24 um, really? and I, yeah hey. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'd say that you know it's very similar to um, you and your partner that I was like I didn't really want a serious relationship I didn't want someone to like hold me down I just wanted to have fun I believed in you know unified love and love is infinite and is you can you know like have it with multiple people um all these different things so I didn't I was young and I was like I don't I was single for almost like seven years because I was I refused to have anyone hold me down mm-hmm. or like cage me Your or free like spirit. or yeah con- like confine me to anything um and when I met daddy 
he was really the first guy that was like fully embraced that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that was the first thing that really kind of connected us. Yeah, it was funny because I mean, I just I I didn't believe that sort of the whole model of monogamy served anybody, right? And I was yeah, like, this is same. bullshit, right? I just don't believe in this, and I don't believe the bill of goods that we've been sold our entire life. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> and so then I met her, and I told her that, and she was like, awesome, because I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, have a perfect. Yeah, I'll take it. Right, and but it was funny because I had a girlfriend at the time, and so I was like, look, I already have a girlfriend. She's like, even more perfect because. I don't want to get serious with you. Perfect secondary girlfriend. And I think Pixie did a lot less thinking in regards to sort of the stuff that I was thinking about, which is like model and relationships and stuff like that. It was more along the lines of like, I just don't want anyone serious. So awesome, you can be like, take me out. When you come to Los Angeles, take me out. Let's have some fun. Let's do some crazy stuff. And let's not get too serious with each other. Just because I feel like there's a lot of cultural background, like differences when we talk to people. Where are both of you guys from? And were you raised in... Religious families, poly <laughs> families, like how did you both exist in the world at your early um, years? So I'm originally from Virginia, okay, uh, Virginia Beach, if I guess exact, which, um, you know, when I was really young, I, my, both my parents' families are Christian. Um, my, we go. Yep. Yeah, pretty, pretty. I'd say it's pretty normal for a lot of people in this kind Mm -hmm. of lifestyle to start off in. Church makes people kinky. Exactly. Um, So when I was really young, um, I went to a Southern Baptist church. And um, it was. You know what the swing scene is full of? Oh, it's great. Yeah. You know what's full of? Preachers? No, no, no. no. Ex Mormons. Ex Mormons. And they're amazing. They are the kinkiest motherfuckers. You go to Las Vegas, you go to Las Vegas, every second person is an ex Mormon. Because the shame makes it so much kinkier. Yes, it's the elastic band. The elastic band. They basically go through through school, they're shamed, they can't wait to get the fuck out of it. And the moment they do, they go, not only am I going to get out of this religion, but I'm going to do everything. Everything. They're have amazing. Orgies every week. They're amazing. Yes, they, they are do. our favorite people. Seriously. All of our friends. All of our friends in Vegas are ex Mormons. It's crazy. It's amazing. Props too. Oh yeah. yeah. Or like if they're not ex Mormons, they do pretty much all have some kind of background in religion. Like growing yeah. up. Um, so yeah. So I grew like grew up like t- when I was really young, Southern Baptist, and I remember my brother and myself. Um, literally, eventually, like we were like. 10, 10 years older, younger, eventually started make like lying and saying we were sick every Sunday to avoid going to church. We were already young and just hating it. And yeah, so eventually like my parents went to like a non-dominational, which I was still very like religious. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got lucky because I went really into sports and um, I was playing volleyball and I was gone. Either I had practice or I had tournaments pretty much every weekend. So (laughs) I just couldn't really go to church. And I started kind of creating my own ideas Mm -hmm. and um, just kind of took off from there and started kind of realizing something isn't fully matching up with what they're preaching to me, Mm -hmm. like telling me, you know, love and all this. God loves you, blah, 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 like, all this good, good treat others where you want to be treated, all this, like, good stuff with religion, but, like, all the shame and, like, and, yeah. like darkness and everything. God loves you unless. Yeah, so like, I started putting everything together and, yeah, just kind of dropped religion. Um, I still believe in, like, a higher power, but mm-hmm. it's not this, like, 
shaming kind of like yeah, you have true. to do, be a certain way or else how dare you you're yeah. shamed yeah, I don't hell, think like, the evil. creator of the universe cares if we masturbate or not like yeah, doesn't so, care if you're fucking it's, <laughs> I yeah. think it's a little bit and, um, me, and now I've gone it's got better things to worry about yeah you know? I mean and I've gone a lot more into energy and um, energy work and everything mm-hmm. and feeling all of that so it kind of it's been a nice fun transition um, I mean, Lily, seriously, not to, not to harp on the Mormons, but I fucking love them. I fucking <laughs> think love we them, do. Right? We honestly Cause, do cause, love cause, ex-Mormons. I want to meet the all ex-Mormons. your ex-Mormons. Oh my God, they're amazing. Love them because this whole notion of God doesn't care, of course God doesn't give a fuck. Like, he could give two shits about yeah. this stuff. But the, I love the Mormons because they work. They do workarounds, right? Yeah. So, Oh my gosh, so the workarounds the, are the fantastic. The workarounds are amazing. So here's the deal. So did you know that God is not going to know that you're having sex if you don't move. move, okay? So you can put your dick in a girl's <laughs> vagina, put your dick in a girl's oh. pussy, but just don't move, and then you're not breaking yeah. the laws. Because the Bible just said, referred to the movement. The movement. So if you put your dick in, you don't move. What, and you just stay there? Yeah. Yes. With so, one? so it's called soaking, okay? So you can soak, okay? So that's the first. Oh, it gets even right, better. It gets way it gets better than better. this, way better. So that's the first thing, soaking. That's, I thought they said that like, like anal doesn't count. I've heard that. Anal doesn't, oh, yeah. some, anal yeah, doesn't some, count. So like all these girls in private school are like having yeah. sex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, the other. That's, 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 that's the, 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 the good Catholics and the Greeks, right? But so this, <laughs> the soaking is number one. Okay. okay. So now number two, how do we make it better? Well, if you move involuntarily and it wasn't your fault that you were this moving, a great it also doesn't in. count. Someone okay. else's. Yes. yes. So yes. the girls travel in little packs. So they're like, okay, I got a girlfriend. It's my turn tonight. We're going to go over and visit my boyfriend. And they jump on the bed while the two of them are fucking, right? <laughs> a great and it's three called, right there. <laughs> it's called jump humping, right? So there's soaking and there's jump humping. So it's my turn tonight. You're going to jump shook. hump me. Right? And then it's my, my t- your I'm turn tomorrow. Shook. I'm going to jump hump you. And we've asked our more or ex-Mormon friends this. They're like, yes, that, that, that's what I they mean. I think. See, it's in my thing. head, I was like, okay, if you're so, if, if the dick's just there, and like, I'm like, she's doing a lot of kegels? Like, yeah, I know. what is making this work? But I like the idea that you're trusting your friends to be like, jump harder, yeah. jump faster, I need help. Jump with faster. Like, oh, jump faster, please. And then it's the two girlfriends who are basically in on it together. It's like they go as a little pack. I'm going to jump hump you, you're going to jump hump me. But they legitimately believe, like, if their hips were the one moving, then they're creating sin. Correct. Apparently, but as long yeah. as I'm just a starfish who's being blocked, yes. it's okay. Yes. And then it's also, and then it's, they're still not they're still not going to cross over the line of being kinky it's not like the two girls are going over to fuck the same guy no no it's your boyfriend I'm going to jump hump you and then tomorrow we're going to go to my boyfriend and you're going to jump hump me teamwork makes the dream work right? Right? Yeah. and keeps us out of hell yeah. apparently, <laughs> apparently. And I need to meet hell. your Mormon friends the Mormons are awesome I love yeah. the Mormons do any of them go to Burning Man oh, oh yeah oh yeah do any of them go to the orgy dome at Burning Man I'm sure oh I'm sure, oh, I'm sure. Uh, actually we met one <laughs> We have two really good. We have many friends. Like one of the one of the girls, one of the girls is a trans porn performer. Beautiful girl is fully engaged in all the trans scene. Does a bunch of filming and has a bunch of friends. And they have a bunch. Uh, they, they her and her partner have um, websites that they do only fans organization on and everything else. She's like twenty eight years old, gorgeous girl. And then we're talking to her one night, and she's like, "Oh, I'm Mormon," and I'm just like. Okay, and I've been married twice, and like by this point, my like my ears are smoking, yeah. and I've got kids, and then I'm what? about to fucking explode, and I was a Mormon pastor before. What? I- 
turned into a transsexual porn performer at the age of 28. I've done all of this shit and I'm 28 years old. And I'm just like, and my mind is blown. How old do you have to be to become a pastor? Like the can, 18. Can you, can you be a they're child elders. pastor? Yes, they're yeah. elders. They With go all on, the wisdom I've yes. gained in 18 years. Yeah. They go on Mormon missionaries right. at the age of 18, and it's elder this and elder that. Yeah. You're I love already the Book an elder. Of Mormon. I know those songs. Mm. That's awesome. So tell so, them about like kind of your background. My background is is not really is not really sort of relevant. I'd say I went to Catholic boarding school. That's um, a good start. I mean, yeah, I know. Everything for nuns? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only got fiddled by two priests. Oh, there you go. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I wish they had. <laughs> of course you do. You dirty fuck. Of course you do. Anyway, let's go back to I it. I can't even keep up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how, I'm, wait, I'm so stuck on your friend who was a pastor who had kids and then I fully know. transitioned to being a woman, and then yes. he's a porn star. Where are the kids? I don't know. I don't, yeah. We don't know. We had just back in the Mormon. My my mind was somewhere. so blown. I, I couldn't so, yeah. guess. Couldn't I? Couldn't yes. They lived with they. He was well. He was a man at the time. Yeah. So the kids lived with the two the two wives. Mothers. He's married twice. His kids oh, from both marriages. Wives. Jesus Christ. Okay. It, it's well, unbelievable. I'm glad she's living their best life now. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. so you anyway, were... Anyway, so I was Catholic, but ca- the religion the didn't mean religion. much to me when I, I went, literally went to a full-on Catholic boarding school. We went to Mass twice, went to Mass three times a week. We did all of this sort of stuff, but the moment I left, just never thought about it again. I did go... <laughs> I went to a Catholic college as well. Like, university was a Catholic college. Mm. But it just... Religion was never a big thing for us. It was like... We went on Sundays to religion, to mass, but we didn't think anything about it, if that makes sense. So we were both your it. parents Catholic? My mum was strongly Catholic, my dad was not, but she wanted to bring the kids up as Catholics, so okay. she did. But we just didn't really think that much about Wait, it. Hold on. But please tell about how, how your mother got you to, into the Catholic school. Or like, oh, or yeah, got yeah, you yeah. from being kicked out of the Catholic we school. We were seriously Good. digressing here, but I mean, I got... <laughs> I went to one Catholic boarding school, and I was quite good at school, and I was actually valedictorian of oh. of grade ten. Fancy. I wasn't full, you know, fancy schmancy. I wasn't through grade twelve, but I was valedictorian of grade ten. And then I got expelled for doing some naughty. stuff, some naughty things. Right? What and did you do? I cut the keys to the school, and then we just basically were like running this racket where you could like order from us, and we would That's like give amazing. you, we would give you school uniforms, and we would give you school shoes, and give everything else for half price. You just paid, go through us. So yeah. it was pretty naughty, you know. Anyway, you're an we, entrepreneur. We got caught. <laughs> it's not like you're like fucking on the table. I mean, we got caught. We got, <laughs> we got caught. I got expelled. It was really not a, for selling a, discounted a, uniforms. It was mm. not really a nice time. But anyway, so I go home to Australia and my dad was fucking furious and I was going to have to go to the day school which you didn't really want to go to it wasn't really that great a school and there was this really good other boarding school in this other part of Queensland and then my mum called up and they said there's no way we're taking this he's really good his marks are really great blah 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 sure but he's been expelled from this other school so I'm really sorry but we're just not going to take you know guy people who are a little bit wayward like that Mm -hmm. and my mum goes she goes okay that's fine but you either take him or i'm giving him to the lutherans 
she hung up the phone and 30 minutes later the phone rang again really? and she, they said we found a place for him <laughs> no fucking way have you joined the team yeah. the Catholics were not letting one of their friggin flock go to the Lutherans not a fucking You're like chance. I know he's a delinquent we'll take him yeah. yes. Like, yes just don't let we'll him go to him the anyway. other side go to the Lutherans right so your mom's a G oh, yeah brilliant. oh she is a G that's she's for literally sure yeah. she's like either you take him or I'm giving him to the Lutherans Jesus and then did you like that school? Were you oh, happy yeah. there? Or? Yeah, I was valedictorian in that school too. Did you sell discounted uniforms? No, also? I did no? not okay. sell discounted uniforms. I didn't do that. Anyway, so I left, just had a relatively vanilla life, got to the age of, I got to the age of 40 and I was like, this just has to be more to life than, than this. And I started sort of searching and then I found Pixie and then we've been on this seven year journey and the commitment we made to each other was like, look, anything goes and, um, we workshop everything. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're gonna be jealous. Yeah, we're gonna be hurt. Yeah, we're going to basically- Yeah, we're gonna cry. Yeah, we're gonna go through some really tough times, but so long as we keep trusting each other to talk about it and talk about what worked for you, what didn't work for you, and also how we, we fix always this, put the relationship first. Mm -hmm. We always put the relationship first. And, and that in itself is a really interesting, um, that's a really interesting question because I was married to a girl before Pixie and she said all the right things, right? She was like, oh my God, yeah, I want to be kinky. Oh, I want to be open. Oh, I want to be all these things, right? And then she had no intention of doing anything. Mm. But interestingly enough, she's like the very first offense, she was like, we're not in a good place. And if we're not in a good place, we can't do anything else. And I was like, that sounds reasonable. That mm. sounds fair. I understand that. But then are you just never in a good place? You're never in a exactly. fucking good place. And you're the referee of are we in a good place or not? Every mm. single time you're the referee. So I'm like, hang on, we're never in a good place. You're always the referee on whether or not we're actually in this place or not. And we went through this period, I mean, I was, this, I found a fucking sex coach at one point and sent her to America to have a bunch of orgies and have a great fucking time without me because I was skiing in Japan at the time. And I was like, you're afraid of me doing stuff. So I'll sit in Japan and just go skiing for two weeks while you go and have all these crazy orgies and sex parties and mm -hmm. you know fuck a bunch of people and have a lot of, a lot of fun right and then realize that basically this stuff is physical and that the emotional connection is still there sex is sex and love is love she comes back after two weeks and i'm like okay how'd you go did you get your head around that and she says yeah i totally learned that i can be completely trusted with my decisions because i don't put the relationship at risk but oh. you can't be trusted at all. Oh, honey. Because mm. you're because you're dangerous. So here's the thing: you get, I get to give you permission of whatever yes. you can do, but I get to do whatever I want. And I was like, this is not the lesson that you were meant to fucking learn. You're like wrong. You missed the point. You missed all of it. You yeah. missed the point. So I came in with her a little bit scarred about this. A little bit. A little bit. But it's a tad. But. It's still the rule that actually, honestly, has to be the number one golden rule. It actually still has to be there. You just have to trust in your partner actually also respects the rule. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'll give you an example. I came in very militant, right, super militant, and I was like, I'm not wasting any more time. I'm 45, fuck this, this is what I'm doing. You either get on the part, you get on the bus, or get off the fucking mm -hmm. bus. It, I don't care which one. Right? I'll just go find another girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I was really... Hard. Times are ticking. Times are mm -hmm. ticking. And so we started dating, and then um, I had a first girlfriend. That didn't work. Same thing. She comes and she goes, it's either her or me. 
And I was like, well, you asked me the wrong question, so therefore it's definitely going to be her, <laughs> right? Because I don't want to be have this well, control Thanks for making that choice anymore. for me. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then, so I go down the path of Pixie, and then I start dating this other girl. And so from Pixie's standpoint, she's sitting there going, there's an old saying, which is when you... When a man marries his mistress, he creates a vacancy. Hmm. You ever heard that one? No, but that makes a lot of sense. Right? right? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense, right? So it's like if he's already a cheater, he's going to just cheat on you. He's going to, oh, I love you, darling. I'm going to get married. Now, I was never a cheater, but the point was is I had two girlfriends. So the moment I broke up with one, I created a space for another one. So then I start looking for a second girlfriend. So then she's looking at this going, he's just going to get rid of me. You know, he's going to get into this other girl and he's just going to get rid of me. And at this point, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, when we started dating, I wasn't looking for anything serious. I didn't want anything serious. I was stoked to be his secondary girlfriend um, and just have fun with him. And it was, that's what we kind of looked at. It was like, I was the one just to have fun with. We weren't very serious. Yes, we had serious conversations and we were sharing our lives you with each other. You weren't looking for marriage and babies. No, and, not yeah. at all. Um, yeah. And we had, you know, we kept the mindset of like, okay, yes, we're, we're in something together. Yes, we are committed to each mm-hmm. other, but you're still my secondary and it's still mostly like fun. Um, and I had the mindset of it's going to end at some point. Okay. Because um, I was like, it's a secondary girlfriend. You can't keep this going. And, if the, and I knew the first one wasn't totally happy with it. So I always knew that we were going to end at some there point. There was a timeline. Yeah. Um, and I was like, but, you know what? I'm just going to have fun and enjoy the time that we have for as long as I can. But well, fine. eventually I did, you know, start falling in love. And it got more intense. And mm-hmm. feelings started, like, coming up. You can't really help that. By the time that he did make me his primary girlfriend, I was like, fuck, all of a sudden I do have something to lose. And all of a sudden I do have this intense heartbreak that could be coming my way that I just saw this other girl have. Mm-hmm. But coming full circle to the notion of do you have the right intentions? So she would, I, I remember vividly, I was in Phoenix, I was about to go on this date with this girl, and she calls up and she's literally in tears on the phone. And she's like, this is hurting me like a motherfucker. She's like, I still want you, I want you to go on this date, I want you to do this, but this is really hurtful to me. And I want our relationship to be like this. I want it to be the way I just need to get there, there, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I could tell that this was not manipulation. This was not pushing me into something. It's like she genuinely was like in pain, but she also genuinely wanted me to have these experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you look at that and you go, that's the right attitude to have, right? But then I sat there and said, if I do this and go down this path any further, it's just going to repeat the process again and I'm just going to end up not with her either. I'm yeah. just going to break up with mm-hmm. her too. So then I took a big step back because I was like, "This is you're not ready, right? We want to do this. We both you know, are excited about doing this, but not now. And so I stopped dating and seeing other girls for years. Really? Yeah. Of yeah. your own accord, did you ever ask for that? No. Or you felt like it was no. I pushed that, him the opposite. I said, I don't point. want you to stop. I that's said, keep doing psychology. it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Unintentionally, but... No, yeah. but that's exactly why I did what I did, because I was like, I knew that she was authentic, and she was like, please do this. This is fucking painful, but please do this. And I was like, then I'm not going to do it, because mm-hmm. I know that your intentions are genuine and real. So then I stopped for a long time. Yeah. And then actually... The next relationship that we had was not me having a girlfriend. It was actually her having a boyfriend. And he had a hard time. And then... The plot twists. And then, yeah. So then, this is the funny thing. People look at us and they go, you're such a misogynistic prick. And I'm like, you have no fucking (laughs) idea of how not that I am. And uh, anyway, so she had a boyfriend for um, six months. Yeah. 
And, um, and that was an incredibly interesting thing because the shoe was on the other foot for me and I was like, man, fuck me. I mean, I was swimming in a fucking ocean of pain. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fucking hard because it was like, this is the first guy she was like telling him I love you and I came home from a business trip once I'm carrying my bags and she follows me into the wardrobe and she's like, I have to tell you, I told him that I love him. And I was just like, oh my fuck, put my fuck. <laughs> the earth is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what the fuck, you know? And you go, but you know I hung on to her too and she said the same thing to me like I'm sitting there one day and bawling my eyes out and she's like I can end this if you want and I was like fuck no like, this is not what I want it's like I want us to experience all this shit and yeah it's painful it's not going to be all friggin roses and I'm like and I, I, I told her the, the, the anecdote that I had in my mind and I was like look we're in this fucking river together and we're swimming and I don't know where the end of the river Right, on the other mm-hmm. side. I can't see the other side, but I know we're going to get there. And I don't know what's on the other side, but I know when we get there, it's going to be okay because I'm actually with you. And that was it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going through enormous amounts of pain, but I'm going through the pain with you. This was not an issue of like, I don't love you, I love him. It was an issue of like, I love you both and I want to explore this together, yeah. but I'm still your partner. Does that make sense? Yeah, so at that time was the understanding that you guys would be kind of linked primaries who had the ability, whether it was you having another girlfriend or her having another boyfriend, but that no matter what, you would always end up back as a unit. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right. Which I think gives a lot of stability. It's not like, oh, but what if you run off and find your soulmate elsewhere? And it's kind of this like linking of, of leaving partners. But if you have your person, and even though it hurts, you know that, you know, in your mind's eye, you can see it ending back together. Yeah. I think it kind of gives and you it, solace, but it can be fucking and, hard. And, and it does play like the best thing with the boyfriend, at least, um, you know, he and I didn't have one-on-one time, like, mm-hmm. like serious one, like overnights or one-on-one time for until like four or five months in. Um, before that, we would have threesomes, the mm-hmm. three of us, um, a lot of times. He actually had his, he had a, a wife as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife didn't really have a connection with us as much, mm-hmm. um, but they... At all. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> at all. They seemed, like, they told us that they were fine with it, so she... We just believed him a whole, there's a whole nother story with that. But anyway, it's like, we would have amazing threesomes, the three of us. So it would Mm -hmm. be me and the two of them. We would go on dates, the three of us. We would take him, we would take him, he would come up to Vegas. We would take him out to what our dates were, which is going to a dinner and a show Mm -hmm. and go see a Cirque show, like go to dinner and go see a Cirque show. And like, love that Cirque show. (laughs) Me too. Um, And that's like our favorite date nights. So he would come and join us on them. We've actually seen almost every Cirque show. We really have. Really? Pretty much just about. What's your favorite one? Oh, um, Absinthe. Absinthe? Absinthe. Absinthe. um, Or um, the old? um, old? Atomic Saloon. That's not Cirque. No, but it's but it's made it's by the same guys who did Absinthe. It is. It's by the same guys that did Absinthe. Yeah. It is. Um, uh, what is the? It's not there anymore. The but dirty the water. One. Uh, the um, dirty one in the Martini Coast. Yeah, no, I love that one. It oh, was wow. um, Zumanity. 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 We yes. love Zumanity yeah. as well. Zumanity was um, a good one. I like when they would come out with a dildo and like hit people in the audience. It was yes. great. Yes. Not a child friendly show. <laughs> no. They're, they're becoming less and less child friendly. Yeah, so we, we would go on like dates. It was and it was actually really fun, and you know we had fun with it because we'd be walking through the casino or wherever to get to the show, and I might be holding Daddy's hand at one point. Then all of a sudden I'd switch and start holding his hand. And the people and, in the oh, public yeah, are like, "What is no, happening like, here?" No idea. And I'd kiss one, and then I'd kiss the other, and you don't. And that you don't see very often, especially mm-hmm. one girl with two guys. And a spade and conveyed in a healthy way like especially in movies it's like either one's a cheater or one's like this abusive something mm-hmm. it's like no 
we're loving consensually and everyone's fine. And they're and really the was, cool to me, together, really yeah. happy. Like for, for me, back to this, I'll pull a few threads on you. It's like you talk about this emotional commitment or not commitment, emotional connection you've got with someone. I loved watching them have sex because I, mm -hmm. she loved him. And, you know, she would sport fuck other guys, but it was like, okay, that was exciting. But this was like truly passionate, right? And it was mm -hmm. like, it used to blow my mind. I loved it. And I loved seeing her happy. That was really... So you're able to master the, the compersion. Very much so. But it He's took a long time. He's always been incredibly good It at took a long time. Yeah. Like I said, I went through periods where I was like hanging, I was hanging onto her physically bawling, mm -hmm. bawling. Like the level of pain that I was going through. And I mean, I sucked. clearly did too. Um, our entire relationship, he was very good at compersion. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, I couldn't find that. I had no problem with him. Like if I saw him with someone else, it just necessarily didn't turn me on. It turned him on. Like he actually got legitimately turned on if he saw me with someone else. Huh. I didn't feel upset about it, but I didn't get turned on. So that that's you know not compersion is you actually like want to see yeah. your partner. How would each of you define that? Because I know a lot of people who just come in. Oh, most of our listeners are like first time couples who are like just starting to open up and like learning all these words and are completely freaked out. What is compersion? So you know uh, most people know voyeurism. Most people don't. These are regular people. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> a lot more people have heard of voyeurism, I'll it's say, true. than compersion. Compersion mm -hmm. is still a fairly new um, word. Mm -hmm. um, but voyeurism is you legitimately like watching people have sex. Mm -hmm. You get turned on by it. Like, that's why you like it, because you actually get turned on by watching people have sex. You mm -hmm. legitimately enjoy it. Not watching people have sex. Compersion is watching No, well, no I said, uh, no, 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 voyeurism. I said voyeurism. Ah, sorry. Voyeurism sorry. is you just like watching other people mm -hmm. have sex and more than likely you get turned on by it. Mm -hmm. Compersion is the same thing, except it's with the pers your, your, your partner, mm -hmm. the person that you have a relationship with, your, the one you love. Okay. Um, you legitimately wa like watching that person have sex with someone else. Yeah. I've heard it described as the joy that you kind of get enveloped in the joy bubbles. So like if yes. your lover is making love with someone else, instead of going, fuck you, you're doing this yes. without me, you're like, I'm frothing off yes. the fact that you're having this experience exactly. for you. But how do you manage the line between going, God, I just want to like stab my eyes out versus this is actually really fun. I'm enjoying watching this. Like when she's with someone where it's not just sport fucking, it's not just like my lady's so hot, like look what she can do. But when she's actually, you know, staring deeply into the eyes of another lover, like how do you manage yourself? So I want to... It's the golden question for the yeah, world. <laughs> so I want to go back and pull a thread and it is an answer, but uh, it's, it's going to be a slightly sort of long-winded answer on this one, which is... Um, the compersion comes from, you talked a little bit before about this notion of um, when you're dating someone, what, what does poly actually mean? Were we committed to a relationship where we were committed and we were having you know, relationships with other people but we kept coming back to each other as a primary, mm -hmm. right? Um, which is our, that's with our relationship structure. And we definitely, I roll my eyes a ton at people that talk about, oh, I'm a poly, I'm poly, I'm dating this person and I'm dating that person and I'm dating that person. And I'm like, if you don't have this fundamental deep commitment, you're just fucking looking. You're not actually fucking in a relationship with this guy. You're like a normal vanilla who's dating someone who's not really happy. I'm looking for another boyfriend yeah. who's going to be better. Plenty of people do that. Mm -hmm. You know, the orangutans, right, who fucking, you know, you know, one, one, to, of, the other. one yeah, to the other, exactly. to the other, to the other. And they're always look looking. They're always like, okay, you're awesome, but like, is there somebody else out there that might better, be more awesome better. for me? Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, I have commitments to them. I'm like... But no, not really. So like, you have to get over. You have to get over this, and you have to not only you have to get over this, but you have to make your partner so deeply believe and trust in you the fact that basically that is not what you are doing, 
That is not what you're doing. You're out there exploring in the world, having a great old time, but you're fundamentally and deeply connected to your partner. Right? And so back to what I did, I literally stopped dating girls for probably two or three years. Years. Mm. Because I was like, she... You'd play with them. I'd play with them, but like only with parties, you. Parties, right? But I was always But even involved. then, not very I much. Remember, yet. I pretty much stopped doing that too. No, 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 for a while. Like... You know, I was like hanging out with you and I'd go and we'd hang out at the parties and I might lick a girl's pussy, but I wouldn't fuck them. And then I'd just go home and bang the shit like out how, of her. I like how yeah. casual you're like, yeah, obviously, you <laughs> puss, but like, I wasn't dating them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but that was when you, when you finally get to this notion of like truly trusting your partner, that that's where you're in that position, then compersion can kick in because then you're not threatened anymore. You're mm-hmm. not truly threatened by this, okay? Yeah. Um, you're actually just enjoying the fact that she's loving it and you're getting off on that. Now, so yeah. that's number one. Number two is, unfortunately, I'm going to actually invoke the sort of the you know the secret sauce here, which is the secret sauce, which is we practiced and have gone to Thailand and studied tantra, mm-hmm. okay, and energy work and and the in, in the energy movements. But I'm not saying I'm an expert in any of this shit. But we went to Thailand. Actually, the girl who taught us how to do this is actually lives, lives in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. um, um, she got our channels opened and started me energy coming, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were pl- she was playing around with me. She was massage- dick massaging me. Mm-hmm. She was doing it. The two of them were on me. And I started basically feeling these energy movements, and I started coming out my mouth. Like this energy was just mm-hmm. coming out my mouth. It was just going nuts. And then she was like, right, I've opened your channels that's going to happen more often now. You're like, I was oh. Like, I was like, cool, that Golly. sounds really interesting. And, but I'm not in control. So it just happens. It just happens now, all the time. And it's fucking awesome because, and she's attested to it. When she starts coming, if she's fucking some other guy and she starts coming, I fucking orgasm. Yeah. I orgasm. Go team, go. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, and the harder it gets, the more intense it gets. We're playing with this edge now. It's uh-huh. like, I have to be touching it. Like in the old days, I'm like, I need to be involved. I want to touch you. I want to be caressing you. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be right on there on top like, of you oh, both. This yeah. is great watching it. And then she's Not like, okay, like that's cool. Hot. Now <laughs> we're going to go to this point where I'm going to fucking deny you. You're going to fucking go over there and you're not going to be able to touch me whatsoever. And now I'm getting fully cucked while she's yeah. playing with some of the guy. My head's fucking exploding. Like exploding. I'm orgasming like a motherfucker. Watching her have sex, not have sex because yeah. she hasn't done it yet. Oh, no, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Watching her fuck another guy. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's it's... It's the best fucking orgasm ever. Tantra people. Mm. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> Actually, I know the person you're talking about. Um, I creeped on your Instagram and I like saw... And I was oh, like, yeah. hey, I know her. She's oh, yeah. um, which Love I, her. I want to have her on the podcast because we were at an event with her and her partner recently. Okay. Where it was like it was like at a, a festival, so it was like pretty vanilla, but I was like, there's something here. Like, wait a minute. Like, I need to meet up with you. And I like got her Instagram. I'm like, we're, oh, absolutely. we're gonna talk. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, now we can, we're we can, definitely yeah, gonna yeah, talk. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you we'll give her your um, Instagram or something to mm-hmm. her, check yeah, it out. No, she's awesome. Um so I'm very similar to him, but again, like I had to learn, I had to grow my compersion mm-hmm. um, because again, I didn't start with it. Um, now I have it full force. Oh yeah. Like full force now. And that probably, that definitely happened when we switched from, you know, we were always very kinky as well. I was always way more kinky than like swinger, mm-hmm. way more in a BDSM. I was a sub for about 10 years. For but, 10 years? Yeah. For about a long time. It was a long time. I started when I was young. Um, about two years ago, we switched, huh. um, and I became the dom, and now he's the sub. Oh. And really, when that happened, that's when a lot of my conversion switched. 
um, because then I was telling him what to do and right. playing with him um, and found my joy because I was the one in, like telling him to mm -hmm. go do something or telling him to like you know suck this girl's toes or whatever mm -hmm. um, and the you know you asked like how do you find that conversion like mm -hmm. how do you find that kind of click in your head and I realized that our and you could probably attest to this with your, with your partner um, our sex is just so amazing and mm -hmm. I know his skills and what he can do and like like just so good and it's like he's such a big guy and if you like that at all yeah. which the girls that want to fuck him do like that I think most girls do right, though, right? Yeah, like I mean, this yeah, big kind of protector yeah, it is so I'm figure. like uh, that he's incredibly good with his mouth <laughs> very good with his mouth <laughs> and his tongue so um, to me now if he goes and plays with another girl those are the things I'm thinking of. I'm like, oh, give her, like, experience that. Do this Do, one. This. do, do that, that one. I'm like, do this thing with your tongue. Cardinal number six. <laughs> yes, exactly. Suck her ass all day. Go <laughs> yeah. like, harder. Give it a little nibble. No, a little do the swirl. Stuff, do that stuff that I like. Yeah. <laughs> nibble it, nibble it, butt, nibble it, butt. Come and on, it's Daddy. like, I love seeing the girl's reaction because then I'm like, because then I'm thinking to my head, I'm like, yeah, and I get this all the time. That, so That helps for me, too. I feel like when I was in a space of feeling jealous when we were just starting to figure out with, with me and Key, like having threesomes with girls. And I was like, oh, she's really enjoying it, but I'm not sure, I'm feeling kind of left out. And I was like, wait a minute, as long as I'm the one masterminding it, like if I've created this scene and I picked out what she's wearing and he knows what's gonna happen and mm -hmm. I'm in charge, right? They're both having the best night of life and I know that they're having these memories because of me. I was like, oh, I'm like, he made a painting for me at one point that I wish, I should put this on the Instagram because you guys <laughs> always ask about it. The first time that we had like a threesome that worked really properly where like I wasn't jealous and the girl was stoked and everything went well, he made this painting for me. It's this big canvas painting. And it's a, like me sitting in a throne with a top hat and I'm naked. And there's like three naked girls sitting on the ground around me and they're like cartoony kind of and it's like me and my bitches. And it's just like me with my top yep. hat being like, I just engineered all your fantasies. And so what's grown. interesting, what's interesting to me when you're talking about that, I think you're a little dumb. Probably, yeah. especially with the girls that we're with. I just figured this out yeah. recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. a girl two, three weeks that we were with, I was like, I feel like a dude when I'm with you, which is mm. funny because so in life I, I'm wanna, pretty feminine, but, let me, like, let me pull they're on so this. small and cute. Let me, let, me pull on, let me pull on this a little bit because this, this changed our sex life fundamentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So we were in Tulum, and we had basically a, you know, a chemically enhanced event, and I yes. basically <laughs> looked at her, and I was like, I've had this epiphany. I'm a soul. And she was like, what are you talking about? You're a sub. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm a fucking sub. She's like, you're not a sub. Like, I'm the sub. You're like, watch. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just literally was like, no, this was hardcore. This was a hardcore yeah. moment, right? Because yeah. I was like, I was like, listen, this is a massive epiphany. This is a massive epiphany. You haven't recognized this. That really upsets me. This marriage is over. Anyway, let's go and have a cup of tea. We should talk about how we're going to actually devolve this. Oh, so Jesus. We're still tripping. I walked out, started no, like making a cup of tea. Stop. No, it's a great time to have this conversation. So then I'm making a cup of tea. She's like looking at me going, what are you talking about? And then I was like, I, there's this part of me that you didn't recognize and I just can't believe that you didn't recognize that. And, and she was like, how do, I, how, do I, you know, how do I stop this? How do I stop this, this path? And I was like, fight for me then. Fucking fight for me. Go on, show me. Show me. So she throws me down on the ground and like starts you know, like jamming my head into the pillow or something like that. And that was the beginning of it all. So then I called two of my friends in Los in LA and said, I'm a sub, right? And they were like, yeah, you're a sub. Of course you're a sub. <laughs> Did, she didn't know. Two doms. So they were like, yeah. obviously. And she was like blown away. So then I go, listen. Hey, you didn't know either. 
Not the really. blindfold came off Pretty for both of you at the same time. Blindfold, yes. And then this is, this is the thing. This is the amazing thing. So we're like, we went on the journey together. And she was like, look, I don't know how to be a dom. And I was like, I don't know how to be a sub. So I'm like, we're, now we're on this adventure together. It's another mm. adventure of you learning how to switch and me learning how to switch. So do you both identify as switches now? No. No. Well, he, no, he, you are more of a switch than, than but like me. When we were with other partners, are you now primarily the dom and you're oh, primarily always, the sub? I, I'm, always, never, I'm always the dom I now. never dom her. No. I all, Ever. 100% mm-hmm. sub to her. Huh. Yeah. And that happened, started whenever a couple years, whenever you yeah. went to Two her. years ago. Yeah. So for the, your entire relationship up until that point. Yeah. You were the dom. Yeah. And after that point, For it five years, stopped. I was the dom. And then it completely mm-hmm. switched. And then she goes, how are we going to do this? And so we played DDLG. I am shook. Yeah. We played DDLG, right? And so I was daddy. She was the little. There was a, that's another whole drama about, you know, misogynistic and, you know, using Wait, young girls. Ex- and, explain that term for people. <laughs> daddy, dom, little girl. And so it's the notion okay. of girls who truly want to get back in touch with their the, the time that they really loved in their childhood it's they remember being little girls or it's embracing the inner child that's right. the you most feel safe and held the and most um, generic is embracing your inner child which is encouraged even as an adult to embrace mm-hmm. not not necessarily in this way but going on a trampoline you know swinging play, like little play, play being playful what you're doing um, earlier on playing around with the swings yeah. you and, know? and make believe right? make believe, so, make believe. and it's like and it's role just play like is saying, a way to embrace just because you're an adult just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't go back to these wonderful times right so i mean one of our favorite things to do and still is watching disney movies together mm-hmm. like two adults watching disney love movies disney. love yes. that shit right I love disney movies. yeah love that you know um maximus my favorite friggin' horse right mm-hmm. he's fucking epic and anyway, ah. so, so we go, how are we going to do this? And I said, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about this. And I was like, because she was the sub, I'm the dom. I'm like, how are we going to switch? And I was like, bingo, I got it. I was like, what does every little girl want, right? A fucking pony. The pony play. Yes. What does every daddy want to do? Make his little girl happy. Yeah. So you come in and you say, daddy, I want to ride. I'm getting on the ground and I'm going to be the steed. So she would come in at the beginning of this as a little and she would go, Daddy, I want to have a ride. And I'd go, okay. So I'd get down and she'd get on me and she'd ride me around and blah, blah, blah. And then it grew from there. Mm-hmm. And slowly over time, she got more dommy, she got more bossy, she got more all of the things. And then we've devolved into this much more you know, heavy play where she is true. She is the dom in all respects and I'm the sub in all respects. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we love it. And then because she's now in control, mm-hmm. Of the of the play, that's where she's as you said she's gotten into herself where she loves the fact that even if she's not playing, she's directing the play. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the other thing is I'm bisexual, right? So I mean I don't mm-hmm. have any problems with playing with guys. So she'll get a guy and she'll basically go suck his cock, fuck him, do He's this. Just great, do that. I'm not an oral you know, person. Whatever. You're like, like you can tag. I like out. I like doing stuff with my hands, but I'm not an oral person. He loves oral stuff, so mm-hmm. if I'm I'm just like nope, I don't do that. I, Tag team. He can take care of <laughs> yep. it for you. So, and, and it's also... And we, we blow other people's minds because the funny thing is it's the carryover from that old days. I'm daddy. So then she's like a full dom in full dom regalia yeah. sitting there and saying, daddy, daddy. do this. And like, <laughs> Why do you call him daddy? And they're like, it's like, too complicated. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's but it's, it's, it's fun. And going kind of back to the tangent thing because now I can tell him like what to do or like have him play with someone. Mm-hmm. And like he said earlier... Um, not only do I find enjoyment because, like you said, kind of being the one in control and creating the mm-hmm. scene and creating the the joy and the bliss for you know my partner and someone else, um, I've legitimately I've also legitimately felt orgasmic 
um, by watching him have an orgasm with someone mm-hmm. else. Um, like, I'll never forget one time, I didn't even, I didn't even, like, create this happening. It was at a play party, and he wanted to play with this girl, and I wasn't really feeling her, um, you know, and so I was like, okay, you go, like, play with her. I want to, like, I just want to watch. Like, I want to sit back, and I just want to, I legitimately want to watch, which was been hard to, for him to like allow me to do that mm-hmm. but I'm like no I want to exp- I want to feel my compersion like mm-hmm. I want to feel um feel it so I'm gonna sit over here you're gonna like you're gonna play with her I'm be right here you can see me and everything I it was incredible the amount really? of bliss and orgasm that I felt rush through me because I was just dead on them like my mm-hmm. eyes were just like just I didn't give a fuck what was going on like I was locked Focus. on them and the amount of orgasm and like energy and bliss that I felt just by watching them and all I did was I'm gonna sit up here you're gonna play and that was it like I didn't I didn't organize like anything else did you guys know her ahead of time um like was she a lightly friend? lightly like he had been chatting with her like okay. online but it wasn't like she was some long-term friend I, that you I were wanna, giving her the no, experience but no, I, really, yeah. I do want to i do want to go back to this they know, both wanted to play with each okay. other yeah but i do want to go back to this notion of of you know compersion happens and the you cross the you cross the line to be able to do this mm-hmm. when you truly trust your partner Right, it's when you mm-hmm. truly trust your partner, and when you part, you're getting so much from your partner that you're actually okay with not playing with other people. It's like when right? your cup is overfilling. When your mm-hmm. cup is overfilling. So I'll give you a little story. I talk to her about this all the time. What's the best way to give up windsurfing? <laughs> give up windsurfing. What's I, the best way to give up windsurfing? I don't know. Move to Maui. Where all you do, all you might Where do is all windsurf. All you can fucking do is windsurf. Right, it's like right. the hub. So it's the yeah. old, it's the joke in Maui, right? Same thing. What's the best way to give up skiing? Move to a ski town. Yeah. Because it's available all the time. And if it's available anymore. all the time, you cease to, it ceases to become important. It's not a big deal anymore. You don't need it. You don't, suddenly you don't, you're not windsurfing anymore. Because mm-hmm. every day you wake up, you could go windsurfing. The novelty's gone. But mm-hmm. you don't. So every you don't always day, say, oh, I can do it tomorrow. So oh, every day I wake up and I know that I can fuck that girl. So I can't be bothered because I'd rather fuck her. Like, and, and so, like, when she talks about, like, pulling away, I'm so drawn to her. It's like, oh, God, I've gone on dates with girls, and I blow every one of them because all I want to do is talk about Pixie. Like, and then in the middle of the night, in the middle of the My date. My wife is amazing. I'm like, can we, let's Skype her, let's Skype yeah. her. You want to meet her? Here's pictures of yes, her. Yes, like, yes. Oh my God. No, you really true. don't do that. I do that That's exactly what happens. You guys are so cute. All the fucking time. And then she's like, Daddy, go fuck her. And I'm like, do I have to? Can't you come and play with me? And she's like, no, I'm going to sit over there. You, I'm going to make you do this. I'm like, huh? Like, please I don't. I miss you. Yes, it's true. Oh, you guys are fucking it. It's adorable. Adorable. One thing I will like, I will say that when it comes to threesomes or group play or mm-hmm. playing with someone other than your partner, um, one thing that we are, one thing that we always recommend to people, always recommend to people, and something that we still do to this day, we've always done in our entire, mm-hmm. like our entire relationship, is at the end of the night we come back together. Yeah. And we play. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so not just snuggling. Like no, no, we play. Age. Yeah, we okay. fuck. Um, <laughs> hard play. No, it could be. It could be really. Okay. It could be really soft. But we at least make sure that we we hold enough energy um, to be able to come home that night and have a, at least a little play, a mm-hmm. little like fuck, a little something. Always. Um, I think we've done it once. I think we missed it once, which was like years in our relationship. Mm-hmm. That it was like at 
at like you know eight a.m. or something like no, that. No, but it's it's important. But very it's important rare. enough to because like, it, it's also it also defines the night too. It closes so, the loop. It like yes, brings exactly. It full circle. It, yeah. It's just this. It's all these things that are interrelated. It's like, are you my number one? Yes, you're my number one. Do I feel that you're my number one? Once you feel that you're your number one, then you can allow this play. Well, if you really are, if you really are my number one, then I want to fuck you more than I want to fuck any Anyone other girl else, at this yeah. party, right? So then mm. I, we will literally go to sex parties and, and then just look at each other and go, other. let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go home and yeah. bang. And do you prefer that than yes. like doing it at the party and having other people watch? We will play. We yeah, no, we will. No, no, we will play at parties yeah, for sure, no, but like our real connection time doesn't happen until we're back on our own with each other. Because that's when we also get to do our weirder stuff. Yeah. And then we get into our weirder stuff, which is like other people. It's may more or may not for us, watch. more intimate. Right. And it's more intimate, and so then that is really, and so then because you're then the whole pace of the night is around that. It's like I will literally look at her and at one o'clock. And the party might just be getting going and I'm like, let's go. And she's like, I can't wait. Let's get the fuck out of here. Because we can't wait to go home and fuck each other. Because mm -hmm. it's, our, it's our preference. So right. that's the point of like, how do you get compersion? How do you trust your partner? When you get to that point, mm -hmm. then you know you've made it. Yeah. What you haven't made it, and we see this a million times. We've seen this so many fucking times before. It's like, oh, the, the dude's turning up to the party and he really just wants to fuck all the girls. And he's like, I want to get into this lifestyle because I really want to fuck all the girls. And I'm like, you should be single and you shouldn't be dating her. Like, go fuck all these girls. Don't put her through agony. And get that out of your system. Or she'll literally look at you and go, well, I don't really want to be here, but he does. And, you know, effectively reading between the lines, I'm only saving this relationship because if he didn't, if I didn't allow him to do this, we'd break up. And I'm like, you should break up. Like, because you shouldn't be going through this pain and heartache. If you don't want to be down this rabbit hole with him, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Why are you here? It's by, I mean, it goes back to you put the relationship first. And yeah. we've known couples that um, did not put their own selfish desires first and not the relationship first, and it, the relationships ended. We know, we know couples that literally went through what we did at the very beginning where, you know, maybe the guy was like, no, this is what I want to do. you got to put up with it or get the fuck off this boat. Mm -hmm. And what we, I we, tried, we tried telling them, we're like, it's not going to work. He's been through that. He's been through that and with other partners, that. and it didn't work. He stepped back and held my hand to make sure I was ready and was there, and it worked. And now he has all the freedom that he mm -hmm. ever desired to do, you know, whatever, as, as well as I do. But um, so, can I ask, how long have you guys been together total now? Seven years. Almost seven. Yeah. Seven years. Okay. And well, then, so how many years were you the Don? Five. Five. Five, and now. Mm -hmm. And then you were married before once. Had, had you been twice. married twice? You been married twice before? Yeah. I'm 53. Yeah. You're very efficient. And now you guys are married. So is this third, third not, time to charm? You say that. You say that, but I, and I feel bad because I'm like I'm this douchebag that got married three times. I'm one of those fucking. I'm, I'm the I'm the caricature of, of the sort of people yeah, that I don't like very much. He, he does have some good. But, he has good reasons for both. But, all, no, both I, of them. I got married when I was 32, which didn't seem that. I got married because I was in an investment firm and they were like, you need to get married. And he was kind of forced into it. Yeah. His and bosses were like, you need to get married. 32, okay. 32 yeah. is old He was in a big say, corporate oh, world. Yeah. And, but also it's like... He couldn't go to this, these events. Like, but you're going through this normal yeah. society and like people get married at 32. You're like, okay, cool, I'm dating you. We've been dating you for five years. About I, time. I, I guess I love you. Like, how do you know? How do you love someone? You don't know what even love is, right? You just, you just think, well got feelings for you so I must love you right so that was my first so one. So was the first marriage fully monogamous? 
Y yes, yes, actually, she, she, yes. yes. Not for her. <laughs> no, not with her, but anyway. It was supposed to be monogamous, and then yeah. was the second marriage. The second marriage was the one that I came to, and I was like, I am not fucking doing this bullshit again. I had 10 years off. Yeah. I met her in my early 40s, and I was like, I know who I am now so much more than I did. And I was like, I'm kinky. I'm doing all these things. I want the ability to keep scratching those itches. And so you need to be on this ride with me. It's like I have no intention of ever lying or ever being untruthful again. Right? It's like I need to basically know that you're going to be in this boat with me. And she's like, yes, 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 until she was like basically, no, 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 control, control. Yeah. We can't do anything unless we're good. Newsflash, we're never good. Hmm. Right? So that lasted five years. You got, you got, you got bait and switched, basically. Mm -hmm. like she was like, I'm down for all of this. And as soon as they got married, she was like, oh, no. Like, Just kidding. Yeah. I I'm trapped down, you. I'm actually yeah. down for none of this. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then Pixie was my third. And... It was funny because, you know, I, I really didn't believe, I, I'm just, I'm like you guys actually, which is really strange because it's like, I don't believe in marriage either. So I'm like, then why the fuck you been married three times? Yeah. You I know? was about to ask. Mm, and, yeah. And, right. Yeah. And so it was like the first time I just got married because I was sort of like, it's what you did, right? It's expected. Just, mm. It's what you did. And, and the second time I got married, I was like, oh my God, I've waited 10 years and she was such a good salesman. I was like... And I came in and I... And it was, I you were really lonely. I was like, incredibly lonely and I just laid out my life in front of her and I was like, here's all the dim, dark secrets that I've never told anybody else before and I'm telling you. And she was like, you're amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I, I love you, you know, sort of thing. It's like, I couldn't wait to marry her. Cause, but it really was. It was this, this sort of, you know, purging of myself with her that then has turned around and bit me in the ass really badly. Um, and that was my second marriage and then the third marriage was honestly with Pixie and I was like I just knew that there's a big age gap between us and it's a real power thing that can come in with that that you've got to be very careful about and very manage very well and her becoming a dom and me becoming a sub has helped even mm -hmm. that balance which has also been tremendous and the other thing that's been tremendous is basically marrying her because it no longer, it gave her power and security that she didn't have, right? Because I could sit there and I could say at any point in time, oh, we're dating, that was really fun. That 10 years was really cool, thanks, peace out. I'm sorry, I'm sick of you, I'm just gonna go off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And until I married her and she knew that that was no longer an option for me, we, we married without a prenup. And I did that, Really? absolutely, I did that on purpose. Because mm. I'm like, you now have the keys to fucking me. Here they are. And everybody was like, why would you do that? Don't, Don't do, do that. that. You can't do that. You can't give her that power. And I'm like, that's the point. That's why I'm giving her the power. Because yeah. it evens the scales. Uh, he and wanted, it, yeah, he wanted me to feel secure and protected. And do you? Um, I do. No, I did. Did it, did. it do the trick? It did help. It did help a lot. It really did. Um, it did make me feel, because I was like, he can't just dip out on me. And granted, like, we spoke about, you know, we're not dumb. We spoke about um, breaking up even when we were dating. And I, we always said, like, we don't think that if we broke up, it would be something super, like, while we, while we were just dating, it would be something super nasty. We feel like if we broke up, we'd keep it pretty cordial. Like mutual respect. And he always said, like, look, I'd make sure that I wouldn't just you know, I'm taking care of you right now, I'd make sure that I'd help you, like mm. I'd give you something, like I'd make sure that you weren't just like kicked out on the street. Yeah. Um, It'd be cordial by us, it'd be cordial. <laughs> Pixie sits there and she goes, if we ever divorce, she's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna find out what sex party you're going to, oh, yeah. and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna make you watch, and I'm gonna <laughs> fuck 
all of the guys. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. Put in the contract. Uh, yeah. Although now I might like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, even then you'd love it, but you'd always want to, you want to get involved. You'd want to touch it's it. At the time it was a threat. Now it's an offer. You're like, no, he's, yeah, he'd still love it, but he would still want me after. Like he'd want to touch yeah. me. He'd want to be involved true. with something after. So I knew it would still be a punishment if I didn't give him anything. Um, that, and I also like my, you know, me, myself, I never, I actually never believed in marriage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, my, my parents are still are th- just had their 36, um, happily, happily married. Yeah. That's I, a rare I have, thing. I know I have a great, um, representation Slowly. and I'm very proud of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason I never felt like marriage was in the cards for me. And this is your first one. Correct? This is my first one. Yeah. Um, I never thought it was in the cards for me. I was like, you know what? It's just a piece of paper, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was someone we, no, it was uh, it was someone we knew went into the hospital, um, who's also Australian, uh, went to the hospital always in America, um, or I saw something on the TV or something like that, and it just kind of got me thinking like fuck like if you know he's getting he is like he's much older than me, mm-hmm. um, if something happens to him like he could be in the shits like and go to the hospital yeah. or like something and if he for some reason can't talk for himself um he has no one like mm-hmm. he has no one in in america to like be there for him or to talk to the doctors yeah, or anything right of attorney or, and yeah, speak on his behalf exactly nothing and they if, as a girlfriend they don't give you fucking anything it doesn't matter how long you've been a girlfriend yeah. it does like that does not it doesn't matter um, so I started kind of like getting a little freaked out um, by that, and that's that was my biggest like push as to why I was like, you know what, I would so, want to be married to him. So. So I was going to say, I know we're starting to get a little sidetracked, but I want to, I do want to come back to the, the theme of today, which you sort of asked us about, which was you know successful threesomes, right? And mm-hmm. for us at least, I'd say that number one, it's absolutely making sure that your partner knows that you're. That she, that she or he is the most important thing in your life, and the relationship really does come first. You always would always choose them as not a, an ex- to, to fuck over anyone yeah, else. and it's not an mm. excuse. It's absolutely, you know, it's 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 the absolute uh, number one most important rule. And that you trust each other. That when you pull the trigger, if you go, this is this is difficult for me, or I don't want you doing this, you're really doing it for all the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. Not oh, I'm jealous. You can't fuck that guy. Yeah. that's not cool. It's like, what, you know, is there a real reason with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's and where the discussion of, you, don't, you can't just say, I'm jealous, stop it. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm feeling jealous. Let's, I changed my mind. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about that. How can I make it more comfortable mm-hmm. for you? What can we do? Blah, blah, blah. So that's number one. Number two is um, the first thing I would say, which is people go about this the wrong way. Like that other couple that I met the other day, we met the other day. And, you know, they're like, oh, we do all these things outside of each other, but we don't talk to each other about it because that's easier don't ask don't tell mm. and I'm just like that's the wrong way of going about it the, the right way of going about it is do this with your partner you want to have a threesome or you want to involve someone else in the relationship awesome have the threesome because then the two of you are involved with someone else and you're having the experience with each other right this other person is there but you're having the experience with your partner that's the joy in it don't go oh, I want to open up the relationship, so I'm going to go off and fuck this guy and you're going to go off and fuck this girl and like and think that that's going to actually improve your relationship. It's and I would, not. And I would say at least, and then not talk about it. 
Yeah. Like push under oh, the yeah, table. I can like understand the that maybe fester. yeah, maybe your kinks are to like do things separately but then come back and talk about it with each other at bare minimum. Like you're not going to do them together. Hey, babe, how was your night? Yeah, How'd it go? Like, what was your best exactly, part? Like talk about it because then again, you're sharing the person you have decided to share your life with. This is a part of your life. Share at least communicate this part of your life. It's, with it's them, also bare minimum. It's just it's it just still keeps going back to that number one rule, right? When you know that that person is absolutely the number one, then you can come in and you can say things that anybody else would basically blow their mind. So you can come back in and you can say, "I'm starting to develop feelings for this other person," and instead of like blowing up and going, "Oh my god, the relationship's over. Oh my god, I feel so threatened," you're like, "Sick. How's that working out for you? That's really awesome because you don't feel threatened." by what she's saying or what he's saying about this this other person. You're excited for them. You're like, that's fucking awesome. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to meet them or I can't wait to hang out with them again or isn't this going to be great? And like you know? time, like also time together would tell because I'm sure you guys, you know, understand this too. Like you've had enough partners, mm-hmm. threesome partners that you're like, oh, like it's just another person. Um, it's just another friend. This too shall pass. Toy. This too shall pass. I, you know, he had a girlfriend. I had a boyfriend. We've both sh- had, like, together recently had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we realized that our relationship continues, and these just happen to... But what I, like, love about, what I love about you telling the story, and I said I think you're a tiny dom, right, <laughs> is that you, yeah. you put yourself in the middle of the situation so that essentially, even though it's the sex, he's having sex with another girl, you're still integrally related with that. Right, mm-hmm. that whole scene wouldn't have happened without you. Mm-hmm. So the power that comes from that, and he sits there and he says, "Oh my God, how awesome is my girlfriend yeah. that she mm-hmm. allows me to do this?" Right. Yeah, I'm so not going to go this, find another girl that does, allow, that does this that. Relationship. That was a big mm-hmm. reason behind it. Even mm-hmm. when I wasn't super into it in the beginning, I was like, "I'm going to make myself so valuable. I know he can't get this from anyone else." Exactly. I was like, even if I think I'm jealous, I'm like, I can control my inner shit so much more than most girls. I'm like. I I can handle I'm going to find the hottest girl possible I'm going to arrange the best night I'm going to show off in front of all of his friends make him look really fucking cool because he knows that like that's my superpower and then I I did it and 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 see that's the other that's the other that's the other other amazing thing about these threesomes right We, we laugh about this all the fucking time it's like people go okay yeah we're into threesomes cool but you just can't fuck her I just don't want you to fuck her. You can fuck anybody else, but just not her. Which is usually the number one person your partner wants to fuck. Mm -hmm. Which is the number one person they're attracted to. So you go, but she's off limits because I'm threatened by her. And then as soon as you make something off limits, it becomes so much more desirable. But Mm -hmm. also, it's like then it's not allowing your partner to actually do what they really want to do. Because like I'm genuinely attracted to that person. Please let me fuck that person. So we're going through this process at the moment with her. She hasn't fucked guys for a long time. Mm -hmm. She's now finally, she's like, I'm ready to fuck someone and I think I'm going to fuck him. And I'm like, you know, he's super fucking handsome. He's incredibly fucking, you know, he's, he's inc- incredibly sensitive. He's all those things. I'm like, fucking hell, God damn it. Why does it have to be fucking can him? Can be someone else? I can't fucking compete with him. You know, but it's like, I, that's, that's shit for me to deal with. Yeah, it's not, order. I'm not going to say to her, you can't fuck him. You absolutely can fuck him. I want you to fuck him because that's the guy you actually want to fuck. Mm-hmm. So now it's my problem. i got to deal with that. But I'm not taking away that permission. I think that is a good note for people to remember is that if you tell your partner specifically one person is off limit, they're, they're really going to want to do shit with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and doing your own inner work and ass- not assuming that just because they want something it means that you're not enough. Exactly. It's like 
right? I could have my favorite meal. I, I think about sex like cooking a lot when I try to explain oh, to people yeah. when they're like, oh, I don't want him to have an experience with someone else. I'm like, they go to good restaurants and get food not cooked by you. Doesn't mean they don't like your food. They're mm -hmm. gonna come back to you. Like if a friend makes you a, a nice dinner and then you come home, like you can enjoy that as an experience yeah, and it also, can be different than yours. But it's also trust too. It's like I trust her to the point where she said not her. And I go, okay, why not her? You know, because she's toxic, and here's the reason why yeah. not her. Mm -hmm. Then it's absolutely not her. Yeah, there are valid reasons. There's yes. valid reasons to say don't do this, or you know, this person does not make me feel good about you know where the direction it would go. It's manipulative or unsafe, or they're not clean. And I have like I've had, I have said it to you know, there's been girls where I'm like because I feel incredibly disrespected by her, and yeah, the next thing you know, one. like next thing you know, she says something, and he's like. Yep. Red <laughs> flag takes the box. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> and peace out. It's like if she, and again, it's back to this whole notion of trust your partner because if they say no, she can say no at any point in time and I'll 100% unequivocally not even question that and just go, done. Agree. She's not crying wolf. It's not just like, oh, she has great Correct. hits and I feel insecure. Like, it's like, Correct. no, there's a legitimate mm -hmm. reason why this could be bad for us Correct. in the long term. Correct. And the fact that she's built up that trust where, like, she's allowed to push her comfort and let you do things. And every Within and every reason. and everything, every single interaction goes through the same question, which is, does is this going to make us better? Yep. Mm -hmm. If it makes us better, awesome. Let's do it. And it yep. could, yeah. that could still be sport fucking. We sport fuck a lot still because it's like we practice BDSM, and sometimes we want to bring in someone as part of that BDSM scene. That's fine, yeah. so long as it makes us better. What is one of the main things you wish couples just starting out would know? Like, if you could tell yourself something, like from ten years ago, your younger selves, what would you wish you could know separately? Oh, that's, yeah, that's an interesting one. I know. I'm like, you know, it's funny. Like, I know I have answers to it. I'm right. trying to think. It's like, not just think. like people in general. It's like, what do you wish you from 10 years ago could hear to like do something differently or how you would handle yourself or the choices you'd make? You know, like, that that is hard because I, I actually don't have any regrets mm -hmm. onto how we went about really our relationship. Um, I think my hesitancies in the beginning of with, you know, trust and everything were valid because the, you know, I think I did the, I, I did, I was very truthful. I was like, I want you to, you know, experience these things and have these things uh, with, and I don't want to stop you even though I'm in pain, even though I'm hurting, I don't want to stop it. Um, I think I did go about that a, a, a good a good way because I didn't demand anything from him, mm -hmm. um, and in the end, it didn't turn out that I w I did have a gut feeling that I was correct on because a couple of years later he did finally admit to me that he was still in love with his ex who mm -hmm. was his primary when we started dating okay. that he still had a he, she still had a hold on him mm -hmm. which is something that I always felt I always felt that he wasn't quite a hundred percent in because there was still a hold mm -hmm. um that he still had this like you know thing for her and he finally admitted that to me and was fine and then at one point and when he did admit it to me he was like I don't feel it anymore he was like I feel released from it and I could feel that too mm -hmm. um which uh really that was an, that was an incredible um incredible um what's the what's the word I need confession Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I hid that for a very long time, that I was still in love with my old partner. Mm -hmm. And how hurtful is that to her? You know, and 
she, but she knew already. She actually knew anyway. You can feel it. You yeah. can feel it. And then so by the time that I finally was like, okay, I was in love with her and I don't feel anymore, she was like, well, of course you were. This is like, I, I knew. Thank you, honey. You know, but it was nice that I finally, you know, brought it out and said it, right? Because yeah. then it's, I mean, my, I, for me, I'd say one thing and one thing only. It's the truth shall set you free. Mm. That's really fucking it. And it's like however fucking hard this shit is, like have the conversation with someone and however difficult the conversation is going to be, if you love each other and trust each other, you'll get to the other side so long as you fucking tell the truth. Even and when it's hard. Even yeah, when it's, it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then and I go... Would Which I, we, we were quite good at for the most part. Yeah, but to answer more specifically your question, I was just thinking this, what would I have done differently? It's like, it's really funny. It's like, probably nothing because I had to have gone through all of that mm-hmm. stuff to, to mm-hmm. get to where yeah. I am with her now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be in this position right now. And, and even down to like fucking three times, I mean, it's, it's amazing to hear those stories and I you know, tease her a lot all the time as well because I'm like, you were fucking 24 and you met me. How fucking lucky were you? I was 47. It's like I spent a whole life fucking looking for you, right? Until I find you at 47. You had to wait till I was of age. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you you scored because at 24 you just walked into it, right? Good for you, man. You're lucky. But but it's like if I hadn't gone through those other things, if I hadn't gone through this first marriage of like, this is love, actually, no, it's not. Oh my God, well, this is love, actually, no, it's not. You know, and you wouldn't have been the right person for it. Like, if you guys had met no. at, when you were 24 and you were 24. Not like, a chance. Oh, God, like, no. It would have been a mess. I say it all the time. I was like, I would not corporate date you warrior. if you were in a, in, when yeah. you were in your corporate world. Yeah. I wouldn't, we would not be doing that. And there's things that, there's things that I love being this age now because I truly have things to share. I truly feel like I do have wisdom to share and that I never realized, you don't realize that until you just fucking go through the ringer, right? Mm-hmm. And so I took my, she met my father once. My father lived in Australia with my mum. And so she was, we had, were dating, we didn't travel to Australia. He met, she met him once in Los Angeles. He has breakfast with her. She leaves. And he looks at me and he goes, he knew Kayla, Kayla was the other girl. Mm-hmm. He looks at me and he goes, that's the girl for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just why is that dad? He had breakfast with her. And, she go, and he goes, because she's done it tough. She's fucking looked after herself. She knows how to actually live her own life. And I was like, fuck. And, you know, I didn't pay too much attention to it, but, I mean, you know, my dad's, my dad, another another 30 years older than me, right? And he just lived. And and I can feel that now. It's like I can see these situations in other people and I can go, that's a fucking train wreck and that's not going to fucking work and you're making all the wrong decisions. But how do I get to there? Because I've gone through every one of those situations I've actually been in. Yeah. Pretty much every one of them, you know? And, like, so... Would I change anything? No. I mean, there's been a lot of fucking heartbreak and there's been a lot of pain, but there's been an enormous amounts of joy. Enormous amounts of joy. Mm. And and now, I mean, like I say, I look at her all the time and I'm like, how do I even recreate this level of intimacy and sex and an incredible, like, intensity that I have with you? It, I can't be fucking bothered. Like, let's just go home and fuck. Because <laughs> it's just like... You can find it with your person. Yeah. Well, that's actually a, a small note I want to say for you guys is that often when you come and you're like, oh, I'm having problems in my marriage, my relationship, and my friend group isn't helping, go to people who have it better than you, right? Like if your bitchy, small-minded, kind of conservative yes. friends oh, are t- giving you advice that isn't helping, it's probably because, you right, like 
don't don't do that. Um, and unfortunately, with girls especially, your girl girlfriends will just be like, well, they'll also just be like, yeah, he's a dick. He cheated once, he'll cheat again. Or just like they're not, and they're not actually like with yeah. me. I'm like I pride myself on being like the girlfriend that's not just gonna take the girlfriend the girl side. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, dude, that sucks. Or but what. What, what, what needs are you not fulfilling what, to like, cause him to do you know, that? And I just, you know, round exactly. out this conversation. Why did he cheat on you? Maybe because he can't trust you. He can't yeah. come in and say, hey, I really want to fuck that girl over there. Will you let me? Because mm-hmm. he knows that you're going to freak the fuck out and not allow him to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it go, yes, should he have cheated? Absolutely not. If you have an agreement that the marriage has monogamous rules to it, you've got to stick by those rules. But you should have the ability to walk in. And I could never walk in with my ex-partners. My first partner, not a chance. My second partner, I tried and I got smashed. Yeah. But like, I want to base, as you said, every year you have a, a recommitment. You say, let's yes. redefine the rules. How do the what do the rules want to be this time around? Or yes. even more more frequently than that. Yeah. Um, and one one thing I actually realized, one thing I would um, answer your question on mm-hmm. about what would you tell people new to this or, yeah. you know, how we did it. Um, or not that what we did would, I would change, but because I'm very proud of how we started our relationship. We started our relationship in an open space, mm-hmm. in open, it was polyamorous, but mostly just open. Um, and we knew that we were gonna, you know, be swinger, be kinky, like mm-hmm. pl- play with other people, all this stuff. Um, so that's how we went into the relationship. And we highly recommend that for people from the get-go, um, <laughs> if they want that. You know, yeah. we were like, start the relationship off. Like, we tell people all the time, the ones that, like, start off, like, oh, yeah, but let's let's start monogamous and, like, get a foundation in our relationship, then open it up. I get where we, we understand where that's coming from, where that mindset is coming from. You want that solid, like, foundation first. But what we've realized from our, our experience of not doing that and knowing relationships that did start like that it's a lot harder to change because you get used to change the container after you the get used to that monogamy that monogamy and then to then all of a sudden want to make a change after a year one of them was like okay let's go and then you know it's it's a lot harder to change and i'm not saying that you have to be open from the get-go and fuck people but you know, habits from the get-go hard, like. but I would say we have one of my best friends and her partner um are doing a pretty I'm pretty good job. I don't know where their relationship's going to go, but they mm-hmm. are open to having an open relationship. They both, they constantly discuss it. You know, they might not be fully open right now, but that's that, always that's, been a discussion in me, their relationship. To me, that's a really interesting one because they're, they're very open to it, but then push comes to shove and every night they have the opportunity. They never I'm just do using it. A, no, but it's, it's a really good, because, because it's like, because they've been, monogamous for such a long period of time it's so difficult it's, to then it's hard to cross change. that line yeah. right especially like how's how's my partner going to feel how i'm going to feel i mean you know for us we were just like and, and, and this is one of the reasons why we fell in love we fell in love because i was like i had a girlfriend both wanted freedom no no i had a girlfriend and she was like okay you can have a second girlfriend but i'm not really into any of the sh- any of this shit you go off and do that with pixie pixie can be your orgy buddy right? so yeah. pixie was my orgy buddy like, so we'll, I will. yeah we'll have a normal relationship we'll have more of a conservative like you know monogamous relationship together mm-hmm. but i get that you're going off and doing this stuff with pixie so you go off and do all this weird shit with pixie be your orgy buddy i had so much fucking fun with pixie like, I didn't want to go hang out very much with the other girlfriend because I was just like, I'm having way more fun in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, and we fell in love through these crazy experiences that we were having. Mm-hmm. And then we go, okay, we're actually in love. Now there's something on the line for her and me, 
right? So yes, there's risk now associated with it, but now we've been doing this mm -hmm. this whole time. Mm -hmm. So now let's just make sure that we do this with love and with commitment and with all of those things. Ethically. Now, it never really changed yeah. that. My behavior never really changed that much. What changed was just the way that we felt about each other. Does you that make sense? You guys are so cute. <laughs> For those of you who can't see the video, you should watch the video because it's also like Pixie's is like <laughs> tiny girl with pink hair, and he's just like a gigantic person. <laughs> yes. Like the dynamic here is is adorable. It's hilarious. And I'm here yeah. for it. Um, you should see it when we play. We I know. Right? I yeah. can oh, yeah. only imagine. I feel like I want to have like a whole separate episode where they just talk about like tips for like managing when group sex because I know that was one of the when questions. When she pegs yeah. me, she calls me the jungle gym because she just climbs no. above me. Yeah. <laughs> You're just so big enough to leg up over yes. here. Yes. <laughs> and I rock. Okay, yeah. We're going so to go. we're we're go. have a whole separate episode on them for like group sex and stuff. But really quick, you guys have to answer this quickly. Uh, it can either be individual or together. What is the most memorable place you've have set, have had sex or the strangest? Oh, fuck. Oh, um, memorable. Um, on the beach in Tulum oh, was, cool. was fun. So it was legitimately on the beach. Yeah. Because um, we went to... Uh, just a beach? No, well, because it well it was during people the day. Were people were walking oh. by. <laughs> was it like a like a swinger beach? It or? was kind of. yes. Okay. Yeah, so it was a but, it well, was, it was a swing, but but there were no regular people going back. It was strictly illegal, but it was pretty yeah. voyeuristic. Okay. Um, there is that. Um, that was pretty fun. I'm trying to. Um, I mean, over some cars at Burning Man. Yes. Solid. Um, but didn't we have? Didn't we bang in one air in an airplane? Yeah, we were technically part of the Mile High Club. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, my favorite part was, was this is this rolls into another whole thing, but we banged in a Mile High Club. She used to do a blog where she told naughty stories about all the stuff that we used to get up to. So she told this naughty story. I mean, for me, it's like, who cares about banging in a fucking airplane? Great, we joined the Mile High Club. Sounds great. But, what, what, but I got stalked by my ex, oh, who then used Jesus. it in a court case <gasps> to challenge my custody of oh, my child cool. and oh, said hell. he broke aviation rule F263 and had sex what in it. What does that have to do with your ability to be a parent? But, yeah. Well, if I broke the law, I broke the law. Oh, so Jesus. this was fantastic. So oh, I had to stand in court and and defend myself. Judge, although I did fuck in an airplane, I am a sound-minded character. No, mate, you had an orgy while your child was in the room with you. And I was like... My child was not in the room. He was upstairs. And he was in a sleep. And I was like... It and, wasn't an orgy. And, and Judge, it wasn't an orgy. It was a foursome. <laughs> <laughs> Consent and protection was used. It was acceptable. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Is there any other weird, like, weird places we've, like... In the Sky Lodge. We banged in yeah, the bathroom yeah. in the Sky Lodge. That was pretty good. In the Ski Lodge. Oh, in the Ski Lodge, okay. yeah. We okay. ran into a That's bathroom and banged. That's not too crazy. I'm, I'm waiting for someone to beat. I don't even know who you were. Someone had fucked in a water slide. Oh, wow. That's impressive. At like a public, and I was like, on the way down, like, you had to be like really timed about it. But you're oh, like, wow. Yeah, that's around. impressive. So like, chlorine, it's difficult. I know. I was um, like, oh, I was just thinking of all like the, the stuff that could be in that water that you could be putting up your vagina. Yeah, and, like, oh. public pools, great. Yeah. Um, but I do love you. You're the first person in my hall club who then had to address that in court. <laughs> I think that's like a whole other gold star. Separately, as quickly as you can, what is your dream threesome with anyone past living, dead, celebrity, or otherwise? Oh, gosh. You think about it. You first. Go. I mean, the, the French no. muscle builder. <laughs> Who? Met, met her the other day. So, uh, someone we met actually the other day. Cause like, That's hilarious. Well, that's one person, but, but you gotta, who's the other person? Can't be hurry if, if you guys were separate. 
No, it's got to be. It's a threesome with her. No, 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 no. no, no. If you were gonna have sex with two people, or you're gonna have sex with two people, it has to be separate. Who would it be? Oh, oh, not with him. Is it like oh. Johnny Depp and Marilyn Monroe? Like who would it be? No, it's her. It's no, her yeah. and her in the you muscle builder. No, I, I can't think about this. I know. That's option one. But if <laughs> you, you can't had do to, it. Pixie, can I Skype up? <laughs> I'm like, you know what I actually had fun with? I mean, before he, before he got, you know, a, a disease, the Freddie Murphy, Mercury. Oh yeah. Before he yeah. got, you're before like, but before he got Freddie Mercury. Yeah. That would've been wild, man. Yeah. Okay, Freddie Mercury and who? Oh, with him. Okay. So I'd have them fuck. Okay. Fuck it. I'd love to have a, again. I would definitely be down. I haven't done I it yet. I just feel like you'd be I'd, weird. I'd definitely be down to have an all guy threesome. Yeah. But she would have to direct. Yeah. Because okay. I couldn't do it without her being in the room. But she would sit on the throne and do what you did and just say, do this, do that, mm. do something else. Her little top hat. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A little directing. Yeah. A little like. But my the reason point. why the reason why I'm laughing is I we we joke about this all the time, right? But it's like. I met her when she was this tiny little pixie and then she got muscly, right? Mm -hmm. And then so it went through this period where on Instagram, I was fucking, I mean, I love pixies, fucking muscles, I go fucking nuts. And so like I get to this point where like the only things that are being fed to me on Instagram are all the muscle girls, right? So right. I get on my Albert, feed, oh my but also I'm the one that buys all the clothes for her. So I'm like, pixie, you gotta buy this, you gotta buy that. You Your traps will look epic. Yeah. Yes, so I get fucking, my two things I get fed are women's clothes and fucking muscle girls, right? That's, That's my Instagram. That's all I get. And people piss themselves laughing at me all the time. So then when she got super muscly, I was massively into it. I'm still into muscle girls now. I still love fucking muscle girls. And so I'm sitting there the other day and we, we go to this tattoo shop and the guy's telling us about this couple that we're really going to like. And then she's there having a cup of coffee outside. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And she was Pixie's height and she had Pixie's friggin' shoulders. Even better. She, they were even better oh, than mine. She was ripped. Yeah. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And I just fan, I just fanboyed her. <laughs> oh yeah. So bad. Oh, and then yeah. her husband's there and I'm just like, I'm just looking at her just <laughs> going, like, oh totally. my God. What's we... her workout routine? <laughs> yes. Can we all go to the gym together? No, we gotta go. Jeez, oh, okay. Sorry. They're my leaving. Um, if people want to reach out to you for infinite wisdom and stories and all the, and you also have a podcast. I do. Is it on pause right now or is it still up? Uh, it's it's up. It's okay. up. I just haven't, we haven't been able to do Okay. Any, where, any new ones recently, but it? it's a uh, alt like A L T alt love podcast, all one word. Instagram um, altlovepodcast.com. Okay, we will link that um, in the show notes also. Yeah. and then do you want people to reach out to you on your Instagram? That's my that's my pretty much normal Instagram. Okay, um, that they can uh, reach out to me easily. And it on is that. a private account, correct? Right now it is because I got I got no. two things got flagged and I was like mm, going private real no, quick that makes for a bit. Sense. So <laughs> yeah. if you guys want to reach out to her, just DM her and let her know you're from the podcast. It exactly. makes it easier and to find you guys. I pretty much I accept anyone as long as you have some kind some post up. Yeah. As long if you have zero post up and you're not really fault like, you know, I look for I'm like if you're real or fake. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's all. And then I accept pretty much everyone. Can people reach out to you? No. no? Okay. So if they <laughs> want to ask you questions, they have to go through. Her. Yeah. That is fine. Um. We're definitely going to have you guys on for a second episode. We need Key to be here because I'm sure he has a fuck oh, of questions. Great. He would yeah. love to meet you guys. Thank you and so And you have much to come to our circus parties. And come love to. Ooh, okay, guys. I have so many questions. Thank you for hanging out. Just, now you have you more. Know. Now you can have write down some more I for know. the next time. Okay. Well, until next time. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys.